Hey folks, uh, welcome to another edition of uh, the Mental Health Podcast. I have uh, Mackenzie here with me and uh, I can't, can't wait for you guys to hear from her. Hey Mackenzie, how are things Hi, you Hi, how are you guys? Thank uh, you for having me on. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm doing good as well. Uh, you know, the first thing that I ask people to do before I start the conversation is to talk about what they're up to and like what they're doing as of today so people know where you're coming from and get a bit of perspective about you as well so yeah so my name is Mackenzie Tiggs I am the founder of Raw Thoughts podcast and mm -hmm. my background really is being a first responder being a paramedic I grew up in a household where first responders um, were just surrounded by me my parents all of my aunt and uncles that was just the way of life that I lived Mm -hmm. And with that came a lot of just different, um, you know, exposures to what the world is and how we perceive the world. Mm -hmm. Through that being, um, you know, being a paramedic, my background is uh, bachelor's in psychology. I just have always had such a passion for understanding people and where mm -hmm. they are in their lives and and how they got there. You know, we all mm -hmm. are on this earth, but we all have such different journeys and finding that connection between people instead of the judgment. And so mm -hmm. my podcast really is a platform where I allow people to come on and share their stories. Um, mm -hmm. Through that, there is a lot of very sensitive subjects that get brought up. So mm -hmm. I have interviewed people that are suicide survivors that, mm -hmm. um, you know, have had a gun to their heads and what they have said and, and having these really deep, raw conversations with them and mm -hmm. um, helping them understand that they are not alone and the mm -hmm. people in the world are not alone. And really the common denominator is that we are human. And mm -hmm. it doesn't matter, you know, what your ethnicity or your race or where you brought up, we all mm -hmm. have these struggles. We all mm -hmm. have these emotions and feelings, but it determines what we do with them and how mm -hmm. we act uh, for our mental health. So I do a lot, um, like I said, with our first responders, I publicly speak to them on what mm -hmm. mental health is, how we can get mm -hmm. them in, how we can combat the, um, you know, the exposures of traumatic experiences within their job. It is 100% mm -hmm. that they will see a traumatic experience in their jobs. Mm -hmm. um, yep. And it's repetitive, you know, it mm -hmm. is a continuous every single day that they have threats against themselves. Mm -hmm. And yet we are not getting resources, we are not teaching them that you know these feelings and emotions, um, emotions are normal, and mm -hmm. how we can actually combat them. Um, mm -hmm. You know, one of the things is first responders. There's a lot of men. You know, mm -hmm. they have this stigma that they can't talk about their feelings. They can't mm -hmm. talk about you know what's happening. They have to be tough. They have to be the helper. They always have to be the ones, you know mm -hmm. that. Well, I help people, and and who's going to be able to help me? So mm -hmm. really breaking mm -hmm. those down through mm -hmm. stories and experiences mm -hmm. on the podcast is what what my you know drive is 
Wow, yeah, that was a big intro, and I think it deserved a big intro because you know, Thank considering you. The, considering the amount of you know effort that goes into this process, and also the amount of emotion and the, you know the amount of trauma sometimes people go through when they have to sort of deal with these issues as well. So, um, you know, l- let's get back to the basics, right? What does mental health mean to you? Um. Yeah, mental health means, you know, so many different facets for me. Um, I think mm-hmm. really the three simplest things for mental health is um, how we feel, how we think, and how we act. That really mm-hmm. takes away all of the labels, all of the stigmas, and um, all of the diagnosis and issues that people are very afraid of. Mental mm-hmm. health to me is really what are we doing to take care of our brain and mm-hmm. our mind? Um, mm-hmm. When we, you know, really start looking into mental health, it's really the organ of our brain that we're talking about Mm -hmm. and the pathways in how our brain is structured and how it changes over time and our perceptions of the world. Um, Mm -hmm. Mental health is something that every single person should Mm -hmm. have at their forefront. Okay. Yeah. I mean, thank you for mentioning the aspect of having those pathways, uh, understanding that, you know, it's just not the brain, you know, there there is the entire body that gets involved when you say mental health. And, you know, uh, this is one of the reasons why people should prioritize their mental health as well. You know, one thing that's my struggle is like, I am running this podcast and it's hard for me to sort of talk about myself. So, you know, and, you know, I I sort of uh, figured that since you are running your own podcast, you know, it's hard for you to talk about your sort of journey as well. So can, can you give us a little bit insight into your own sort of journey and like what sort of motivated you into sort of building this podcast as well? So Yeah, so I actually... Um, don't have a hard time sharing my story as well. You know, I do have an anxiety, depression. I've never been diagnosed with PTSD, but um, I know that some of the calls that I have been on, they do stick around, um, you know, but it is how I've dealt with them for sure. This podcast has been something that has been evolving over so many years and Mm -hmm. just really trying to find where I want to lie within the mental health space. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like I said, I, I graduated with my bachelor's of psychology. I thought maybe, you know, counseling or therapy. And I just mm-hmm. thought, like, I, I want to do something so much more than that. And so mm-hmm. through the podcast, um, I actually started it after a really bad breakup. And mm-hmm. it was what got me through. It was what got mm-hmm. me, you know, the motivation in just waking up and having a purpose in life and you know, people were counting on me and I mm-hmm. wasn't shy about telling people what I was going through because mm-hmm. through vulnerability, you actually find support. And mm-hmm. that is what I wanted to show other people. So mm-hmm. though the podcast does not really, um, you know, come into my life, there are situations where people will talk and I will give my own experiences in it as well to show Mm -hmm. them that even though we have different backgrounds, even though that we are different people, we still can connect. Mm -hmm. And so many people have these like, oh, I don't know them. I can't share with them. Mm -hmm. And it's actually the very opposite. When you do Mm -hmm. share with them, you Mm -hmm. actually are finding connections and support within it. So Mm -hmm. it took me about, um, 
you know, over a year to really figure out like, what is raw thoughts mean? And mm -hmm. raw really means to be real, authentic and willing to share. And, mm -hmm. you know, this really ties in with, we have so many resources for mental health. We mm -hmm. are still very minimal on what we, you know, have. It is a very new aspect to, you know, the system. Mm -hmm. However, it doesn't mean anything if people aren't willing to actually ask for the help. Those mm -hmm. resources are not going to be used if people are not willing to actually, you know, have that self-awareness and know that something is wrong. And maybe they don't know exactly what is wrong, but they mm -hmm. still raise their hand and say, hey, I need help on this. And mm -hmm. so that is what, you know, um, all of this and coming back to, you know, my story, that's how it all started um, back in 2000. 18 um i mm -hmm. had a mental breakdown actually i mm -hmm. was in one of my college classes and i just could not stop crying i had mm -hmm. no idea what was going on i had no idea what kind of triggered me i just mm -hmm. knew that I, I like i was having a panic attack i was crying i was having a mental breakdown mm -hmm. and i left my class i went to my truck and all i knew what to do was call the suicide hotline and mm -hmm. I never have, you know, through the years, I have never been one of those people that have, you know, had those suicidal thoughts or a plan or the ideations of it, mm -hmm. but I've seen the people and I've, and I can understand how it gets to that point. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I called them and I just said, Hey, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to kill myself, but I need some help in this. And they just were there to hear what was going on. You know, they mm -hmm. made sure that I got home safe. They got home, you know, got me in contact with a doctor the next day. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, I ended up getting on antidepressants, anti-anxiety mm -hmm. medication. Mm -hmm. And that really helped stabilize me. That really helped mm -hmm. regulate what was happening in my brain to then mm -hmm. further, you know, dive through. I was, mm -hmm. um, you know, at that point, I was like, you know, I, I am seeing a lot of things. I have a lot of things going on, you know, from my childhood and mm -hmm. I need to get back into counseling. So I got back into mm -hmm. counseling, started antidepressants, started anti-anxiety. You know, I've gotten off of the um, anti-anxiety and I have to have the antidepressant. You know, I mm -hmm. can tell in my body when mm -hmm. I am off of it. Um, mm -hmm. And the struggle, you know, in that point was, I had actually told my family, you know, hey, like, this is what's going on. And I'm going to get, you know, on antidepressants. And both my sisters and my mom were like, oh, yeah, we're on it. And I was like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. whoa, this runs in our family. And this hasn't been a conversation that we've had. Mm -hmm. And we're a very tight knit family. And it still mm -hmm. is just one of those things where it's like we haven't even talked about this. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. So that really, you know, has been my journey with it. Um, it also, mm -hmm. you know, like I told you before we started recording was I've seen individuals in crisis. I've seen mm -hmm. individuals attempt suicide and not complete mm -hmm. it. And I've also mm -hmm. seen people that have completed it. And mm -hmm. that does, you know, wear on just what happened. Like, how did mm -hmm. it get to this point? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And no study is going to be able to find that. No data is really going to be able to find that. Conversations mm -hmm. are what mm -hmm. is finding that. And that mm -hmm. really is where my podcast is coming coming in on this. Wow. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I love that point where you said, you know, research and data is just that. 
it's just data and you know we need the human aspect wherein you need that aspect of having conversations between individuals where they come in be open be vulnerable um and you know the other thing that sort of came to my mind was like you know having those conversations within your own family right that you know you have problems and uh sometimes i feel like there are people who struggle because you know families aren't very accepting in terms of like you know either taking medication or you know talking about mental health because you know they don't have that culture where you know people are openly sharing you know their own experiences so you know you did mention a few things there you know what you know sort of drives people to you know suicide and i, I i'm just curious like from your conversations right so what are some insights that you've gotten for, you know from from people who've shared their own experiences uh you know what have you understood and where are you in that sort of thought process as well so yeah the number one thing that i have found is um people that have expressed to me that they have um thought about and even had a gun to their head is that they felt alone. They mm-hmm. felt like they were the only person that has ever felt like this. Mm-hmm. And you know, and that is where I really want to be able to help people understand like why vulnerability actually brings us support because mm-hmm. each of these individuals, you know, um by the grace of God had something tell them no don't do mm-hmm. this and get help mm-hmm. and you know through that it really has been that they just felt like nobody else was going through it because nobody else is talking about it everybody mm-hmm. talks about their achievements everybody talks about how great life is but mm-hmm. nobody really actually talks about the struggles and how to get through them you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and the struggles can be anything it could be as simple as losing you know it's not even simple but it could be losing your job it could be losing mm-hmm. a family member it could be you know how our economy is doing and what mm-hmm. it looks like for your family um mm-hmm. all of these things you know people i think think of mental health that it has to be this drastic like pivotal point mm-hmm. and what i've also found is that it hasn't been that it has mm-hmm. been a continuous of problems or weight on them over years mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. time you know mm-hmm. especially within our first responder world it's not the one call that does it it is mm-hmm. the call that may break you mm-hmm. however it is all of the previous calls that you have gone on that you have mm-hmm. actually not you know released those emotions or you know kind of decompress for them or mm-hmm gone mm-hmm. through talked through and even you know I've done EMDR for some of these things mm-hmm. that is really what I have seen um mm-hmm. through that I've also seen many of these people that the first time that they've shared is on my podcast mm-hmm. and the responses from people even their own family members haven't known that that mm-hmm. happened Mm-hmm. You know, one mm-hmm. example is um, I interviewed this firefighter and, you know, he um, his cat scratched on the door and mm-hmm. while he had a gun to his head, he was like, you mm-hmm. know what, that's my cat. I I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, um, he, he ended up getting help and he still is a firefighter. And mm-hmm. there was a situation where um, I had actually seen his crew and 
they were like, Hey, you're the podcast girl. I was like, yeah. I was like, have you, have you watched his episode? And they're like, no, we haven't. I was like, I really encourage you guys to all watch it together. Mm-hmm. And so they did after they got done with that call, they went back to the station and they actually watched and listened to his story. Mm-hmm. And even his own coworkers mm-hmm. were like, we didn't know you were going through that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that is where I've understood that the people around us, do not just magically know what we are going through. Mm -hmm. And that is why, you know, the real and authentic and willing to share is Mm -hmm. the part of saying like, Hey, like I'm not having a good day. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just feeling this is really heavy, you know? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. then somebody can ask you, well, what can I do for you? Do we need to go for a walk? Like, how can I check in on you a little bit more? What's Mm -hmm. actually going on in your life? Mm-hmm. And that is allowing those, like I said, the connections to actually be able to say beforehand that something mm-hmm. is wrong. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You know, um, I love that aspect that you mentioned that, you know, people went in and watched the video and then, you know, they understood that, hey, you know what, something is going on. You know, and this has been my struggle as well. You know, growing up, I didn't get enough validation. And, you know, you seek validation in different ways. And at times, you know, this struggle sort of leads you to the point where you don't want to tell people that, you know, you're doing something. But when other people realize that you do something and they appreciate you, you feel that much more appreciated. And that's how, that, that's what I have sort of learned as well. Like, you know, that's not the way to sort of gain recognition. You know, if you really do doing something and you want appreciation tell people what you're doing so other people know and at the same time you know even if you're dealing with something that you know you don't know how to ask for help you know reach out to people and ask them some some of these questions right at least so they understand your own sort of thought process from from that standpoint too so yeah absolutely and you know and that's one thing that um people have also said is like they didn't want the they didn't want to put the burden on other people mm-hmm. and what i tell them of that is that every human really does have a need to want to help each other, you know, Mm -hmm. and allow them to help you allow them Mm -hmm. because that is actually filling their cup as well. You're Mm -hmm. not feeling like a burden. And, you know, any single person is going to much rather you reach out to them and ask Mm -hmm. for the help versus you keep everything to yourself. I see Mm -hmm. this so much within our first Mm -hmm. responders and spouses. The spouses Mm -hmm. come home from, you know, their shift work and Mm -hmm. they don't want to put that burden on their wife or their, you know, their spouse, I'm going to say. And then they sit with all of that pain themselves. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we have these wonderful people in our lives that help support us. Mm -hmm. Let Mm -hmm. them in on the hard times because they will be there to support you. Mm-hmm. And I know for a fact that when they need help, you would give anything for them as well. Exactly. Definitely. I, I, and I think I just want to you know, repeat the thing that you mentioned, right? When somebody else needs help, you, you, you know, move the world to sort of be for them, right? And yeah. I think uh, sometimes, you know, we forget that, you know, while you're doing that, you also need that support, that, you know, shoulder to sort of, you know, rest on because, you know, you can't keep sort of going without like, you know, any uh, <laughs> kind of motivation or any kind of, you know, validation that, uh, you know, that drives you uh, all along the way. Um, yeah. um, you know, 
one thing that sort of also came up was like you know you said gun to the head you know and this is something that i haven't shared with anybody either like you know i remember you know back in the day i was you know in grad school and then you know i was getting pizza and then you know i i was coming back and then somebody you know pointed a knife to my back and you know and you know at that time you know a 10 dollar pizza was a lot of money for me so you know not being able to express you know what it means uh, to sort of have you know that experience you know it took me the longest time to sort of you know uh, i spoke to the therapist about this but you know it's very hard to sort of share these experiences with other people because uh, you know you hear other people going through similar experiences and you're like you know what this is normal or this is just like you know just another thing that you sort of put it away because you know you don't want to think about it um as well so you know uh, one thing that i haven't sort of encountered is like you know what it means to be a first responder right i mean i i know that you know a lot of people are in this uh, sort of domain and service so you know can you talk a little bit about like uh, what it means to be a first responder and like how do you manage this like work life balance between like you know being a first responder and not being a first res- uh, you know responder as well so yeah yeah it's actually very difficult for us um you know i know a lot of first responders you know and when i say first responders i am talking about dispatch police officers firefighters paramedics emts um really the the frontline workers um that respond when you call 911 they are there to respond to you mm-hmm. people don't call 911 when they're having a really wonderful day right mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. call 911 when there's an emergency or they're needing something whether that be mm-hmm. a car wreck whether that be you know somebody has just shot somebody and now you need to respond so mm-hmm. You know, being a first responder really is, you know, within the people, they are wanting to help and support their communities. Um, they mm-hmm. want to protect their communities. And, mm-hmm. you know, with that comes a lot of identity within who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even when you're off of shift, your family and friends know you as the police officer or the cop, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they don't say, oh, don't say that, that, you know, the cops around. And it, mm-hmm. it kind of puts them in a place where now they don't want to talk now they don't want to say these things because um you know there's that authority or the identity on there a lot Mm -hmm. of first responders also take their jobs um very seriously as they should but Mm -hmm. with that that also means that that you know um unfortunately means that they are taking that as their identity Mm-hmm. And what happens is that they can't really break away from that even when they are off of shift. Mm-hmm. They surround themselves with, you know, the workers, the the people that they're on shift with. They mm-hmm. also surround themselves with that outside of work as well. So work is mm-hmm. just always a continuous, um, mm-hmm. you know, especially being a paramedic. I couldn't tell you how many times I've rolled up on situations where, you know, they needed medical attention and I have the knowledge and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you, you step in, you Mm -hmm. step up and you are a leader, even Mm -hmm. when everyone else is running away. Mm -hmm. And what that means is that you are continuously putting yourself in these risky situations. Mm -hmm. You are continuously putting yourself in front of the community to protect them. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you're going into situations where you don't know what the outcome is going to be, but Mm -hmm. by God, you would still die for Mm -hmm. them Mm -hmm. above anything else. You know, as, as first responders, we know that we are going to work and this could be our last day. Exactly. 
and you know and they're still willing to do it mm -hmm. and unfortunately at a very low pay Mm -hmm. You know, that is one of the very highest, you know, situations or kind of variables that affect these first responders. Mm -hmm. You can, you could go work at Starbucks and make more money than being mm -hmm. a paramedic right now. Mm -hmm. I could mm -hmm. save somebody's life and have medications to doing so. And somebody mm -hmm. slinging coffee makes more money than me. Mm -hmm. And that really starts tearing down on people, mm -hmm. you know, and so being this first responder, um, you know, we really surround ourselves with the other people because they do understand what we go through. And you don't have to explain that as in depth to other people, the language mm -hmm. that we speak, um, you know, the situations we get ourselves into. If I was mm -hmm. to tell somebody, you know, uh, what my job is, they're like, why would you ever do that? You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and in my heart, it's like, why wouldn't you do that for somebody? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For sure. And so, you know, within them, um, I would say, you know, one of the biggest struggles is that, you know, first responders, they keep that as their identity and the ego starts taking over. Um, mm -hmm. and, and that is a big hurdle trying to break that down is that mm -hmm. who are you underneath of that badge? Who right. are you without the gun? Who are you without the medications? Who are you mm -hmm. without the fire truck? Mm -hmm. And that is a struggle. Mm -hmm. That is a, a gigantic struggle um, mm -hmm. because a lot of people, they don't know. That's all they know mm -hmm. is to serve and be a servant mm -hmm. and to give mm -hmm. and give and give. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the work-life balance, one of my suggestions to first responders is to actually, you know, when you're off of shift, surround mm -hmm. yourself with people that are not first responders. Go mm -hmm. to coffee, go to lunch, have a barbecue with people that are not first responders. Because mm -hmm. within that, you will actually understand that the the whole world is not what your job per, you know perceives it to be. Interesting. Interesting. We work with the bottom 10% of society. And mm -hmm. then that is what we see day in and day out. And so that's mm -hmm. what we perceive the entire world to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I encourage the people to actually step outside really get into, you know, friendships and sports and hobbies that are not pertained to, you know, the shooting range or to, you know, all of these things that um, we already do in our jobs. Mm -hmm. And that is, you know, what can help you with that work-life balance of understanding mm -hmm. that, gosh, there are really good people out there. I am just dealing mm -hmm. with the, like I said, the worst days of their lives, the worst feelings that they have. And mm -hmm. it's hard, you know, um, dealing with that. The people that you are dealing with are so high in their emotional state, whether mm -hmm. that be we go to a call for, you know, CPR in progress, whether that be, mm -hmm. you know, a car wreck. Mm -hmm. um, there's so many times where they want us to be able to save these people. Mm -hmm. And, and the reality is, is that we just can't life mm -hmm. has taken them the circumstance mm -hmm. has taken them and they mm -hmm. blame us mm -hmm. and we blame ourselves and mm -hmm. we take on this toll mm -hmm. when really it's like i am there to help and support and, mm -hmm. and give the knowledge that i have but mm -hmm. i can't reverse what mm -hmm. what god has given i cannot reverse somebody getting ejected from the car mm -hmm. and one survived and the other didn't Definitely. and we are the people that have to break the, that news to them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, 
yeah i mean <laughs> I, i i just don't have words you know because you know and you know i shoot for this sense of vulnerability and you know it's a struggle for me as well so so the other thing that i you know heard from your conversation was you talk about you know faith right and you know this has been a struggle for people of late as well you know you mentioned guilt responsibility and you know to some extent faith right and how how do you sort of you know explain this to people who've lost their faith or you know people who who don't believe you know in a higher power you know do you have any you know suggestions guidelines on like how people sort of integrate these all into their own sort of mental health as well so, yeah. yeah i think um you know i think faith comes within our spirituality um you know we have our mind our body and our soul and really that is giving you know faith comes from our soul and what i tell people is that you can either have faith or fear and you mm-hmm. can give your energy to either one of those and mm-hmm. you will get that exact thing back if i am mm-hmm. giving my energy and all of my time to faith and saying that this is going to work out and you know maybe it doesn't work out exactly the way that i want it to be Mm-hmm. but i'm going in the steps of positivity and mm-hmm. um you know that really is i i didn't grow up religious i'm still not religious but i do have faith and mm-hmm. i think for people to understand that is that you just need to believe that there's a higher power watching mm-hmm. over you and mm-hmm. that doesn't mean you know or it could be the universe it could be you know um god it could be whatever you want it to be mm-hmm. but that is within yourself and mm-hmm. that is you know really where you have to have that self awareness for yourself to understand mm-hmm. what that looks like um for faith for me i think it really is you know comes down to gratitude um mm-hmm. i do something each day uh grit grace and gratitude and it's something mm-hmm. that i just kind of you know i i wish i wrote it down every single day but i just run through my mind you know what am i really like I I'm gritting onto, right? Like mm-hmm. a lot of times it does come back to the podcast, you know, not getting paid but still having this passion knowing that it's going to be something someday. Mm-hmm. And understanding that if you continue to do this every single day, those habits and those skills, they will pay off. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, grace, like what do you need to give yourself grace on? Like, mm-hmm. hey, maybe I didn't go work out today, but mm-hmm. I have all of these other things going on. I'm going to give mm-hmm. myself that grace. but mm-hmm. i'm going to also say hey tomorrow you need to make time for it mm-hmm. and then gratitude i think gratitude is something so simple that people mm-hmm. overlook especially mm-hmm. being in the us we overlook gratitude so i it, it just sickens me actually you know mm-hmm. there's people still in the world that don't have clean water mm-hmm. and yet we're worried about our teslas and we're worried about you know all of this technology and what's the next thing and why haven't i gotten there fast enough and i want this immediate satisfaction mm-hmm. instead of pausing just mm-hmm. for a second saying mm-hmm. i have a roof over my head i have mm-hmm. clean water i can have mm-hmm. coffee in the morning i drove mm-hmm. to the gym today i got to go mm-hmm. to the grocery store all mm-hmm. of those things are gratitude and that mm-hmm. will start you know coming into that faith based of saying mm-hmm. if i've gotten all of this why do i not think that i couldn't get anything more mm-hmm. 
for sure. I mean, you know, the the, the gratitude thing sort of, uh, you know, brought something up when you mentioned that. I was like, you know, you're sitting in traffic and, you know, you're so sort of angry at the person who's like right in front of you, who's driving slowly. And you, you forget like how many things have been working for you, for you to be sitting in that car at that moment. The road is, you know, fine. The car is doing fine. You know, the weather is fine. You know, your body is functioning the way it is supposed to. Your mind is functioning the way it's supposed to. You know, and, you know, it, it sort of keep going going on and on. And like, and, and at times, you know, I wonder if you start thinking about all the things that are working for you, uh, you know, I, I think it, it takes you away from that negative aspect of saying, oh, if only, you know, th- this other thing was also working for me, I would be happy. And, you know, being contingent on, you know, uh, something else. Um, yeah. And yeah, I uh, yeah totally understand uh, from, from that uh, standpoint. You know, one thing that I ask people is like, you know, from mental health awareness standpoint, what are some of the, the things that, you know, you see today people still, you know, aren't talking enough about, like from your own experience, from your own sort of exposure? Um, can you share a little bit of insight into that? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think um, I don't think around mental health, we're talking about anything enough. Um, I think it's still very, you know, new. And um, I just have always just from a young age have had such a passion for people, like I Mm -hmm. said, and understanding them. I think really the biggest thing, um, you know, even when you search online of Mm -hmm. mental health diagnoses come up, you know, these issues come up, disorders come up, the DSM-5 comes up, all of Mm -hmm. these things saying that you have a problem and that is Mm -hmm. what people's perception is is that Mm -hmm. mental health means i have a problem Mm -hmm. i have an issue something's Mm -hmm. wrong with me Mm -hmm. when really you know do i take medication every single day yes i do but Mm -hmm. i take it because that's what my body needs that is Mm -hmm. what i cannot control i cannot Mm -hmm. control what chemicals Mm -hmm. get released at different points that is out of my Mm -hmm. control Mm-hmm. And so many people that I hear say, mm-hmm. I'm not taking medications. I'm not taking medications. I'm not taking medications. All right. Mm-hmm. If you're not willing to take medications, what are you doing then? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, there is um, a lot within, you know, even our healthcare system that we really are not doing enough for as well. You know, people mm-hmm. that go into crisis, go into the emergency room, that's not mm-hmm. where they need to go. That's taking mm-hmm. up time and space from our doctors that actually need to be working on, you know, medical and, you know, traumatic, um, you know, cases. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, with in that, um, I think our healthcare system is really failing us. I think, you know, our resources and our government is failing us on these things. And mm-hmm. so my standpoint is what else can we do? How can we still continue to have these conversations? And mm-hmm. it is, you know, kind of correcting people um, mm-hmm. when they talk about it and say, well, you know, I, I don't want to do that. And it's like, well, what are you willing to do? Because it's affecting mm-hmm. your life. It's affecting mm-hmm. how you actually interact with people, how you mm-hmm. live on a daily basis, what mm-hmm. you do, you know, when it starts interrupting your life of lo- losing your job, losing your marriage, mm-hmm. you need to look a little bit deeper. And okay. so, you know, like I said earlier, um, I think, you know, for me, mental health really comes down to those three things. How do we feel? How are we thinking? And how do we act? When we are feeling sad, 
we are going to mm -hmm. have sad thoughts and our actions are going to be that same thing, right? We're going to stay in bed. We're not going to be around people. We don't, mm -hmm. we want to self seclude mm -hmm. in the reverse. You know, if we are feeling happy, we want to be around people. We want to, mm -hmm. you know, our actions are going to be like, Hey, I'm going to give you this, or, you know, let's go out and, and have lunch and it's on me. That is mm -hmm. those three things. And so for mental health, that is what I really want to get to the root cause is that it doesn't have to be this diagnosis. It doesn't have to mm -hmm. be this issue or disorder. Mental mm -hmm. health is something that every single person should be working on every single day. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I mean, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to sort of put together words. Sometimes I lose my train of thought because, you know, when people sort of talk about this so passionately as I am <laughs> as well, you know, it, it becomes difficult, you know, to ask certain follow up questions. But the, the conversation has been great. And, you know, um, I ask people like, you know, if there are a few things uh, that you want people to take away from the podcast, what would they be? Yeah, I think, um, you know, the biggest thing that I would want people to take away from the podcast is that you are not alone. You know, what mm -hmm. you're going through, somebody may not have, you know, exactly every variable the same um, mm -hmm. or every situation the same that you're going through. But our mm -hmm. emotions and our feelings, we're human. They're mm -hmm. all the same. Mm -hmm. You know, and so sometimes it really doesn't matter about the variables that are happening or, you know, comparing my story to you. Mm -hmm. um, it really comes down to what are the emotions and what are the feelings and how are we actually, you know, handling that. Um, mm -hmm. So I really want people to know that they are not alone um, mm -hmm. and to be raw, be real, authentic and willing to share. And mm -hmm. if people aren't listening to you, then they're mm -hmm. not your people. You pivot, you transition because the people that are there for you in your life and are going to support you are mm -hmm. not going to scoff at something when you say, hey, I need help. Like I, my thoughts are out of control. I'm having a mental breakdown, right? Mm -hmm. How many people at work say, oh, I'm just about ready to have a mental breakdown. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, you're dysregulated, right? Mm -hmm. Your emotions, mm -hmm. your feelings, you're dysregulated. How do we get you back regulated? And, mm -hmm. you know, with that, I think it also comes down to you know, um, mental health can be so simple. It could be going for a walk. It could be journaling. Mm -hmm. It could be, mm -hmm. you know, going out. I know I love hiking. Like when I'm just in a really bad mood, I'm like, okay, I need to get out into nature. I need to feel sure. more grounded. Mm -hmm. All of those things are mental health. <laughs> right. You know, I'm like, come on guys. <laughs> like that is mental health. You're doing mm -hmm. it. You just don't want to put kind of that label on it or, or that aspect. But I want to also say that you have to be intentional. You have to mm -hmm. be intentional on what you're actually doing and healing yourself. We mm -hmm. are all on a journey of healing ourselves every single day. You know, mm -hmm. I'm still healing myself from things and perceptions that I had from a childhood, you know, my childhood. And mm -hmm. I'm healing, you know, things that I did yesterday. It is mm -hmm. a process. It is not something that you are going to just be able to do one time a month and mm -hmm. check the box and be done. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, you know, to be inclusive, you know, I'm asking people uh, this aspect of what is your go to statement when you're feeling anxious, when you're feeling nervous, when you're feeling paranoid or, you know, uh, when you're struggling, what is your go to statement? You know, I think um, I don't think it's necessarily a go to statement. I think it's a go to action. Um, okay. You know, I think it is 
when you feel that within your body, right? When you're anxious or you are paranoid, you can feel it within your body. Your heart rate starts increasing. Your breathing starts increasing. You're sweating. You're like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do, right? Calm yourself. Like your mm -hmm. breath is there to actually calm those nerves and calm mm -hmm. your, you know, systemic nervous system. That mm -hmm. is what is getting heightened, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's mm -hmm. not the exterior of it. It's the interior of ourselves that mm -hmm. is getting heightened. And we have mm -hmm. control over that. We mm -hmm. have control over, you know, how we are feeling. And so mm -hmm. one of my biggest things is just honestly taking a deep breath. Like, mm -hmm. like it's going to be okay. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's going to work out exactly how it needs to. And maybe those are my <laughs> statements I tell myself and I just don't realize it, you know? <laughs> um, and you know, another thing that I, I do, um, to help myself because sometimes, right. You're like trying to calm your breath and you're just like, I can't, I'm so anxious, you know, is, um, is bilateral tapping. Um, I would mm -hmm. do this when we would go to, you know, we would be hearing over the radio, all these critical calls. And I still do it to this day when, you know, like you said, you get anxious before you are doing a podcast recording. And mm -hmm. I did it last week before I went on stage and spoke is bilateral mm -hmm. tapping. So just on my thighs, on my shoulders, you know, that at the pace of your breathing actually mm -hmm. helps kind of, you know, release that nervous system, calms that nervous system, regulates mm -hmm. that nervous system. And now mm -hmm. I have control over it. I have control over my actions. I have control mm -hmm. over my feelings and what I'm doing. Definitely. Thank you for sharing that. I think uh, that's something that I'm going to start using now that you mention it. So th thanks again for your time, Mackenzie. I mean, it's been yeah. very insightful in terms of, you know, the conversations that you've had in the past and like the things that you're doing. Um, you know, I wish you all the best and uh, thank you again thank for your you. time. Yeah, absolutely. I just encourage all of your listeners to go on and listen to Raw Thoughts podcast as well and just get an insight of, you know, these stories and what people go through. And, you know, I always encourage people, if you want to share your story, come on to my podcast and I would love it. Definitely. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time.